The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. It's a rainy day here on Monday, but we're still excited because we got plenty of betting action to look forward to this evening. Chris Miles, NBA TV host, will give us his thoughts and breakdown of tonight's game between the Suns and the Clippers can Phoenix. Lock up their spot in the NBA Finals. Spread is at six right now. It's been going back and forth. We'll get into that in just a second. But Chris Miles, not only will kind of get into that game tonight, but of course, tomorrow's affair with the Hawks and the Bucks. Trey Young, what will his availability be with that bone bruise now that we've seen in his foot, or we've heard at least, and how big of an impact will that be? Can the Hawks still have a chance in the series? So uh, we'll discuss all of that with Chris and much more surrounding the NBA. Prop shelf still to come throughout the show as it typically does. We've got Stanley Cup Finals, baby. Game one to look forward to with the Canadians and the Lightning. A couple different angles you can look at tonight, which of course will sort out in about 25 minutes or so. And then toward the end of the show, what about Paul Spore, podcaster and writer over at Fran- uh, Fangraphs? We'll get his thoughts on the late slate in Major League Baseball tonight that we have to look forward to. But, you know, surrounding some of the big news throughout the NBA, 
We'll get to Trey Young and the Hawks and what they may be looking like with their updated series prices and whatnot in just a second. But let's get you teed up with the game that's set to tip at about 8 p.m. Central Time between the Clippers and the Suns. Again, uh, this one opened with Phoenix as a six-point favorite. It dipped down to about five and a half earlier today. Then we see it climbing back up toward the Suns. Now, again, they are a six-point favorite. Minus 245 on the money line. The Clippers you're getting at 2-1 to one odds as the dog. Total's been seeing a big movement toward the under. 215 and a half, now down to 211 and a half. And rightfully so, you know, aside from game one, the under has been the move in every single game. So this could be the case here. We're going back home. Chris Paul getting his first action back at home in this series. And again, you know, I agree with the movement toward Phoenix going to six. But I think it could just be a little bit too high and probably going to do the same route where I wait for the live bet opportunity, get a little bit better number with Phoenix. Because, again, the Clippers still have enough offensive talent and capability, as we've seen in the past games, to keep it close. And then you jump in on a better number, whether it be right away or later in the game. So instead of laying the six, that's probably what I'll opt to do. But, again, I do have a couple bets that revolve around the props. So we'll get into that later in the show. But now let's kind of focus on, really quick, the updated series prices and just all the other unique bets you can do in the Eastern Conference Finals with Milwaukee and Atlanta. Now, as we already alluded to, Trey Young with the bone bruise is questionable for the next game. Atlanta, I mean, they had their opportunities coming at them so many different times last night. And, you know, you kind of got in trouble, obviously, with Trey Young's injury. And then John Collins, for example, getting into early foul trouble and not really having as big of an impact as he typically would. That was another thing that kind of got the Hawks screwed in that game, among many others. But, you know, two of those things that, you know, were very evident, at least to me. And, you know, Atlanta still, it all revolves around Trey Young. Of course it does. But if he can at least be about 95% or above, I still think Atlanta has a shot to maybe come out with a victory in the next game. So that begs the question, would they be worth the bet in anything a little bit longer down the road? Well, the series price has the Bucks now. Minus 2,000 is the favorite in this spot. Atlanta catching 9-1 to one on the other side. Now, I don't think Atlanta, per se, is going to win the series, but maybe a more unique bet that you can look at with a better angle is the total of games played in the series, total number of games played in the series, Five and a half. The over is even money. The under is minus 129. I honestly would entertain the over here at even money. Now, it's not necessarily a great price, but again, you know, if you think Atlanta has a chance in this game four spot, then maybe that could be a decent play for you. Now, again, that all revolves around Trey Young, and I guess the same thought process would be, though, instead of doing the over five and a half even money, Maybe you just take the Hawks to win the game outright because plus 240 is the price you're getting on the money line for the Hawks to win game four. Because, look, if you're assuming that they don't win game four, realistically, they're probably not going to win game five. So at that point, you might as well take the better value with Atlanta plus 240 to win the next game as opposed to the over five and a half games at even money. Now, again, it's nothing that I played right now or might be rushing to do. But just to throw that out there, if that's kind of your thought process with these unique bets that you can do instead. So over five and a half instead of even money, just bet the Hawks plus 240 on the money line instead. Because again, we got to see what happens with Trey Young. We're probably assuming he's going to be a go. Might not be 100%, but I still think Atlanta's deep enough to get a dub in this game before they take it back to Milwaukee for the game five, which will be a fun one as well. 
Once again, the show is Rush Hour. Welcome into the program. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook on this Monday evening. Plenty of basketball action to decipher tonight. Uh, Chris Miles, NBA TV host, he will be joining us in five minutes. We're talking about the Bucks and the Hawks right now, kind of just looking at some of these series prices and other ways you can bet the series overall. And I was talking about the total games played in the series. Five and a half is the number. The over is even money. And if you think it goes over five and a half games, Maybe just look to betting the Hawks plus 240 for the next game on the money line instead because if they're not going to win that game, let's be realistic, they're probably not going to win game five back in Milwaukee. But that's how it's shaping out between the Bucks and the Hawks with the total of games played. Again, Milwaukee minus 2,000 on the series price, Atlanta 9-1. to Now, if you're looking for the exact result in this series, the Bucks to win in five, minus 130. So you're actually laying a price for that to come to fruition. The Bucks to win in six is plus 270. Hawks, or excuse me, the Bucks to win in seven then is at six to one. Hawks to win in seven, 14 to one. Hawks to win in six, 20 to one. Now again, we are just talking about, hey, if it's over five and a half games, if you want to bet that, maybe look the Hawks in plus 240. Or you could also do for a little bit better price if you think Milwaukee gets the job done, but the Hawks get one more win. The Bucks to win in six at plus 270, you know, 30 cents better at that point, too. So just be cognizant of that and how you could kind of, you know, navigate through these bets in a different way just to find a little bit better value. And that's what's been the fun part about looking at these playoff bets and seeing how deeper they get and how widespread and unique of availability they have because you can really get that better value, which we've seeked out a couple through with that as well chris paul an interesting guy he hasn't had the best series but i want to look at some of his props tonight how many points is he going to score 17 and a half is the number that's listed not only will we talk about chris paul though a guy who's been the opposite in the sense that he's been on fire this series at least just playing way over his head than we're accustomed to seeing reggie jackson 19 and a half is his points prop tonight that's going to be another angle that i'm going to be seeking out which we'll get into and then how about Paul George? I mean, we talk about how much he may score tonight, but I kind of want to look at a different angle with him going with some rebounds and if playing the double-double is worth it with Paul George. So very excited to get in the prop shelf as we typically do when it comes to playoff games and just the NBA in general. So we'll get that with the NBA squared away. And then Paul Spore, to end things out, we'll talk some baseball tonight. Interesting game for the couple of Chicago teams with the White Sox tonight as well as the Cubbies. Chicago being the Cubs coming off a tough series against the Los Angeles Dodgers, so we'll see if they can bounce back tonight against the Brewers. going to be a tough matchup against Freddie Peralta and Kyle Hendricks, but we'll see what Paul thinks about that game and many more. But all right, let's kind of go once again previewing this Clippers and Suns game before we bring on Chris here. And, you know, like we said, it, it really hasn't fluctuated too much. Six was the opener, went down to five and a half, then back up to six now in favor of the Suns, looking to close this thing out. Money line we're seeing minus 245 at Bet Rivers. The Clippers are 2-1 to one currently. The total, again, like we mentioned, 211.5. I don't think, in my opinion, unless you want to go the opposite way, that I would be doing anything with the under at this point because that's the only angle that I really liked. But again, 215.5 was the opener, and now it's four points less. So maybe at that point you look to go to the over because of how big it's gone down. And again, that's not something I'm going to be looking to do, but you can get it with that big of a movement or potentially a middle, which, you know, something that I don't have as much luck with trying to middle bets. But that's what a lot of people like to do, especially with that big a movement with this total now. But that's what the beauty of in-game is. That's how at least I'm going to attack betting the Suns in the spread to get a better number. 
and the total could be the same case for you. So uh, let's get into this game a little bit deeper, though, with our main man, Chris Miles, who does great work over at NBA TV covering the association. And, Chris, it's been a little bit since we've talked last. It's been an exciting postseason, kind of a kind of a depressing one in the sense of how many injuries we've seen, but it's still been a lot of fun to watch and bet. What are you making out for this game tonight with the Suns and the Clippers? Does Phoenix close things out tonight? Absolutely. I think you look no further than Kawhi Leonard being out and Paul George, his field goal percentage going down in each series this postseason. Is that 46% versus the Mavs, 44% versus the Jazz, now shooting just 35% versus the Suns. I think all those minutes are adding up. Uh, too much, you know, pressure, well, not pressure, too much uh, usage from him in the postseason so far, and I think it's all catching up to Paul George, and the Clippers don't have enough firepower outside of him. Now, you talk about Paul George, and his narrative was kind of shifting, and then in Game 2, you saw him miss those big free throws, but then they bounced back in Game 3, and, you know, he hasn't necessarily been, you know, so to say, a lethal scorer in the series. He's been more of a facilitator. I mean, he's still racking up the points, getting near 30 points per game in every contest, but you know what does he have to do tonight in order for the Clippers to keep it close? Is it more that he has to be that facilitator, or does he have to drop 30-plus in order for them to keep it close? I think you, that's a great question in this sense. I think the number to keep an eye on is 8-plus assists from him. I think you want to see it over 8. You want to see Reggie Jackson hitting open, open shots, and you need someone else, whether it's like Nick Batum or Marcus Morris, you know, Remember, Marcus Morris had seven threes in a closeout game earlier in the postseason. You kind of need someone like that to keep their season alive. And I think that adjusting, the Clippers must know that going into the team. Like they have to look around and say, hey, they have, they're, they're facilitating all their defense to stop Paul George. The Vincent Zubach is the only guy that's been able to find open lanes and create opportunities uh, when they trap PG. So I think that has to be the case, whether it's Zubach and Marcus Morris, it has to be more than just Paul George and Reggie Jackson given the Clippers' offense. Absolutely. That has to be the case for Los Angeles to compete with this deep team that we see from Phoenix and how they've done so well is the production from a lot of guys aside from the likes of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, talk about a guy like DeAndre Ayton. He's been an absolute stud this postseason and especially this series. But then at the same time, Chris, going back to the guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I mean, these past couple games, Devin Booker necessarily hasn't been lighting it up, or at least a couple games ago. And Chris Paul, he's only played in a couple games. But again, you know, we saw him absolutely dominate the series prior, and he's been a little bit slow to keep things going again. What do you expect from him and Booker tonight? Do we think they have a big night, or at least maybe more so Chris Paul? Could we see more of a signature performance? Well, it's a great point that you bring up Chris Paul because when I see he had four turnovers on Saturday in one game, you go, Chris Paul? Because he went like three weeks with just four turnovers. So you know how well he takes care of the ball. But, I mean, the, the number one thing in this is after seeing that 84-80 to 80 score the other night, uh, the lowest score in the NBA this season, I'm going with the under regardless. I think it's at like 215. So that's the first thing I'm focusing on. And with Devin Booker, you know, he started off with a 40-point triple-double, and since then, it's been very hard for him uh, to find his offense. I think the broken nose messed with him that first game. Uh, but maybe this is the game that he finds his rhythm. So maybe you look at some of his overs and go that way. 
All right, Chris, let's take a look at the other series then out in the Eastern Conference, Bucks and Hawks. Atlanta had their chances last night, couldn't get the job done, however, and that unfortunate news with Trey Young, the bone bruise in his foot. Now he's questionable for the next game, and in the spot, Milwaukee up to a seven-point favorite. They opened at six, so the market's been moving toward the Bucks. Total we're seeing at 220. I mean, look, seven's getting a little bit higher, but again, this all revolves around Trey Young. What do you expect that we see from Trey Young tomorrow night? I mean, even if he's not 100%, can he still do enough to get the Hawks in position to win the game? Well, it depends on two things. Like, what you take from his press conference. He said, oh, it was difficult. I felt pain when I made the pass to Bogdan Bogdanovich in the, in the corner. Like, when I tried to burst, I couldn't get past people. Well, that was immediately after the game. Uh, we're not going to hear an update on how he feels today. We're not going to hear it tomorrow. But in that first quarter, uh, you got to see if he can get past his defender. I mean, immediately, as soon as he hurt that right foot, it was kind of a, a thing where it was obvious that, oh, he doesn't have that same speed. He's not getting by people. And the Hawks offense was slow and stagnant, and it didn't look like it belonged anymore. Chris Middleton scored those 20 points in the fourth quarter. So that's the thing I'm going to be looking out for at the beginning of the game. Maybe play some live bets there because need to see how Trey Young comes out in that first quarter and how healthy he looks. Yeah, exactly. And that's so tough to handicap this far out. So that's why it might be best, like you said, to take the in-game betting approach. We'll see how Trey Young kind of comes out of the locker room. And if he is near that 100%, or even if he's not, if he can still have a sizable impact. And, you know, let's just say, for example, that Trey Young is looking pretty good and he's near 100%. You know, is this Atlanta team, do you think in your mind, still good enough to get the job done in that game? And if not, say the Bucks get the job done tomorrow night, do you think Milwaukee just cruises in the next game for game five, or do you still think there's maybe a little bit of hope for Atlanta? You know, I've seen so much growth with the Bucks in the past two or three years, and I, I think the concept that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are handling the ball at the end of games, regardless of how poorly they play, we saw that in the next series where Drew Holiday was like two for 11 or two for 12, and he made three buckets in the final two minutes. And Giannis already had, I think that's the game he had 40 points. And it was like, still, in the clutch, it's going to Drew Holiday, it's going to Chris Middleton. Those guys know that if it's a close game coming down to the wire, they're going to be the ones getting the opportunities. And also, Giannis knows, hey, I'm going to go after it and be aggressive early. It seems that everybody knows their role and are very comfortable in it right now. And I don't think the Hawks, with uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich suffering from that knee injury, with Trey Young now suffering from that right heel injury, are healthy enough and strong enough to contend with that. All right, Chris. Well, if we're assuming that the Suns advance tonight and the Bucks advance, then we get the championship prices right now. The Suns are even money to win the finals. The Bucks at Bet Rivers. Minus 112, if you have to place some money on it right now, who are you taking between those two squads? Ooh, that's difficult. That's a very difficult one because I think Devin Booker would be the best closer on the floor. I think Chris Paul would be the best game manager. I think DeAndre couldn't necessarily neutralize Giannis, but can offset him. But at the same token, I don't know if the Suns have been through enough yet. To win a championship. So um, I would go reluctantly with the Bucks simply because I think they've been through the fire. Okay. And then, Chris, what we've always been kind of seeking out, too, because now that we're getting further and further down in the postseason, 
you can really kind of obviously point out who's going to potentially be the finals MVP for these teams, like Giannis with the Bucks, and then Devin Booker, Chris Paul for the Suns. So you could get a little bit better value with that as opposed to just betting them to win the championship. So instead of minus 112, you could bet Giannis to be finals MVP at plus 120. Booker, for example, plus 240. Chris Paul is 4-1. to one. Middleton is 12-1. to one. And even DeAndre Ayton, who we mentioned is having a great postseason, is at 22-1. to one. Who do you think would maybe be finals MVP then? Is it just the easy answer with Giannis, or could maybe a guy like Middleton sneak up there and present some value at 12-1? to 1? Oh, it's going to be Giannis because Chris Middleton's inconsistent, and Giannis is going to give you 30-10. and 10. I mean, he just joined Shaq as the most in postseason history. And he's going to, there's not a matchup that's going to stop him from doing that. Uh, he's at that point in his career, 26 years old, still magically has not entered his prime. So, I mean, he's going to give you the 30-10, and 10, and that's going to be finals MVP if the Bucks win. On the flip side of that, if Devin Booker, Booker would have to go, like, you know, 30-point triple-doubles to win, which I, I don't know if he's going to do that with Drew Holiday Howling and the Chris Middleton and P.J. Tucker and all the bodies they're going to send at him. So, if I had to place that bet, I probably would stay away from it because the odds aren't long enough for Giannis, but I would place it on Giannis. It, it, would it be crazy to think that maybe DeAndre Ayton could be worth a bet at 22-1 to 1 if we see a situation like Andre Iguodala where he stopped LeBron James? If Ayton can do enough to limit Giannis, would that be so crazy to think that he could win the award? Uh, I would say then we're guessing that the Suns have won the championship. And if the Suns win the championship, I think it's going to be Chris Paul or Devin Booker uh, being the reason why. And, and look, in this Clippers series, the reason why DeAndre Ayton is putting up these numbers consistently, he's their most consistent player, but it's because the Clippers are small inside, they can't guard bigs, and they're like, Devin Booker's not going to be the guy to be us. That's, that's their approach. Whereas the Bucks, uh, they're going to play it a little bit more honest, and they have the size inside that contend with DeAndre Ayton. So I would, I, that's, that's part of the reason why that's such a long shot. I mean, look. If you want to put 10 bucks on that and, and think you're going to come up or, like, you know, put a lower amount on that, uh, that's not a bad bet either. Yeah, nothing wrong with putting some lunch money on there. We were saying the same thing with the likes of Ben Simmons and da uh, Damian Lillard, maybe, uh, depending where they're going to end up this next season. we got about 30 seconds left, Chris. Will we see any movement with either of those players in this offseason? Yeah, I think with the Chris Haynes report, Damian Lillard's out of there. I think if that was coming from someone else, I'd be like, oh, maybe, oh, that seems like something. But uh, Chris Haynes, you know, he's really come up with Damian Lillard as one of his main sources. So I, I do think, you know, Chris Haynes actually started out uh, covering the Portland Trailblazers when Dame started his career. So I take a lot, there's a lot of credibility there. And I definitely see uh, movement for Damian Lillard to possibly come in East, helping the NBA with their ratings even more. Ooh, okay. All right. Like to hear it. Some movement potentially out in Portland with Damian Lillard. Chris, hey, my man, we're up against it, but we always love talking hoops with you. Enjoy those games tonight. We'll look forward to catching up again before the season ends. All right. Thanks for having me. At Chris Miles TV, where you can follow him on Twitter and hosting NBA TV. You heard it from him. And as Chris Haynes reported, Damian Lillard clearly frustrated. And the new hiring of Chauncey Billups apparently didn't do much to appease that situation. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. Damian Lillard may be moving out east. Certainly we'd love him here in Chicago, but that's obviously me just having hopeful and wishful thinking. It's not going to happen, but still going to be a busy NBA offseason all throughout the country, and we'll be covering it for sure 
right here on Rush Hour. But enough basketball talk just for a moment. Let's go to the ice. Let's hit the rink and talk some Stanley Cup game one odds and a bet you can make with a little bit better value next here on Rush Hour. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
folks, welcome back into Rush Hour right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Windy City, this Plains, Illinois to be exact, at the Rivers Casino, getting you geared up for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. Let's get right into it, folks, with the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning. In this game, we saw Tampa Bay open up about minus 195 for Game 1. Montreal opened up. Catch it about plus 168. Now at Bet Rivers, you can get the Lightning minus $2 or plus 172 for Carey Price and the Canadians. Now, the total has been kind of funny to watch because in some spots I saw it even get as low as four and a half, which is absurd. But realistically, you know, both of these goaltenders have been amazing in the offense. Well, goals have not been as popular as we've seen throughout the regular season. So the total at five, still at five, it is shaded to the over minus 134. The under is plus 114. So the the big thing to consider really is if you look at the side of Montreal, Armia with Montreal, he did not fly originally with the Canadians to Tampa because he was placed on the NHL COVID-19 protocol. But he was not. He was also was not on the team's ice morning skate uh, this morning. So look, now after that, you assumed he wasn't going to be in the game, but apparently then he did take a flight out and he's going to be a game time decision. So I guess at this point, maybe you handicap that he won't be in the game. But aside from that, I'm not going to be betting anything with game one. I've talked about it before. Game ones are always a little bit wonky to me, and you know anything could happen, and you don't really get as good of a feel, especially in this NHL season where they haven't faced each other. So probably going to be just staying away from it, total and money line-wise. However, you know, if you've been following the show a lot, we did have a futures play on the Golden Knights 9-1 to to win the Cup. And obviously that didn't come to fruition, but I was saying, you know, it's the Golden Knights and then the Tampa Bay Lightning were always kind of my backup team. So to me, it's not surprising that they have a chance to repeat here. And instead of wanting to bet them to do that, because the series price virtually minus 286 at this point, whereas Montreal plus 240, you can look at a different angle. Look at the Smythe Trophy, right? And Vasilevsky is pretty much the clear front runner for Tampa Bay right now, and is the short shot overall at Bat Rivers. He's plus 135 to win the award. Now Vasilevsky has been an absolute stud all year and this postseason. In this postseason, he's 12-6-0, 1.99 goals against average, 94% save percentage, along with four shutouts. Now Carey Price has been solid too, and he's plus 195 to win the award. He's 12-5-0 this postseason with a 2.02 goals against average, 93% on his saves, and one shutout. Now, I know you could get a lot of better numbers out there, and what I ended up doing, again, instead of laying the minus 286 with Tampa Bay, because I do think they win the series, I want a little bit of plus money to do so this late in the game. So I ended up betting Vasilevsky at 2-1. Be sure to look around, but 2-1 to one to win the Smythe Trophy. Look, like we said, the offense hasn't been bursting for either team. It's really been the defense and the goaltending, and Vasilevsky's been the most consistent this whole year. And if Tampa Bay wins this series, it's going to be because of Vasilevsky. So if you want to go with that angle instead of looking to bet the series and you don't have enough faith in Montreal, you want to bet Tampa Bay but don't want to lay a price, Look for Vasilevsky to win the Smythe Trophy. Again, 2-1 to one, the number I got. Plus 135 is what we're seeing at Bet Rivers. And especially if Tampa Bay comes out firing tonight, those are going to drop down. So be sure to get those in before puck drops. But should be a fun one for game one tonight between the Canadians and the Lightning. All right, more postseason action in the NBA. A couple props I bet tonight. We'll let you know what those are next right here on Visa.
the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Check them all out. BetRivers.com. All righty. Back at it here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Getting me geared up. For another exciting game, or presumed to be an exciting game, between the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers, can the Suns move on and lock up their spot in the NBA Finals? Well, the odds are pretty much indicating that as they're up to a six-point favorite, also minus 245 on the money line. Big movement with this total, though, 215.5 at the opener. Now that has gone down to 211.5, except for game one. It has been lower-scoring affairs, and that could be the case tonight. Now, like I stressed earlier in the show, the only angle I would attack in terms of the spread, money line, or total would be in-game, and more importantly, looking at the Suns. And if you could get a better number than six, get it anywhere maybe from three or lower, then I would attack the Phoenix Suns. That would be my best route in terms of betting this game with those three major bets. So if it gets to be a closer game late in there or the Clippers take an early lead, look to live bet the Suns. That's the approach I will be taking in terms of the larger scale of the game. But let's kind of narrow it down and go with some individual players, as we typically do with the props. And let's start with CP3, Chris Paul. What can he do tonight on the floor? We know he missed the first two games in this series, and the two after that hasn't been anything, you know, huge from what we saw in the series prior, but I still think it's a solid spot for him tonight. 17.5 is points scored tonight for his prop. The over is the favorite, minus 136. The under is the slight dog, plus 108. Now, this postseason overall, he's averaging 16 points per game and 16 and a half in two games this series. Game three, he had just uh, went 5 of 19 from the field, 2 of 7 for three point range, 3 of 3 for the charity stripe, got about 15 points there. And then obviously with game four, 6 of 22 from the floor, nothing from beyond the arc, 6 of 7 from the charity stripe. One of those was an intentional miss. And he ended up with 18 points. In some spots, it was rare, but you could get 17 and a half and 18 and a half was more common. I actually played that a little bit and, you know, kind of got screwed on that, that he intentionally missed the free throw because he's been dominant from the free throw line this whole postseason. And look, you know, it, it's just the opportunities are there for Chris Paul. He just hasn't been knocking him down as frequently in the two games this series. You take a look at what he did against the Nuggets. He was averaging over nine field goals made on about 15 attempts. So the attempts were coming a little bit less, but he was making more. Now, again, when you look at where he's getting a lot of his shots, it's all coming from mid-range. 77% of his shot attempts are coming from there, and he's making 45% of them. When you look at what the Clippers do defensively, they allow opponents to get 33% of their shot attempts from mid-range and allowing them to connect on 40.5% of them. So again, I know Chris Paul hasn't been as dominant this series, but I think because he barely got over or he got 18 last time, now you're getting a better number at 17.5. You do have to lay a price, but I think Chris Paul could have more of a vintage Chris Paul game. And I know we were talking with Chris Miles to start the show. A lot of Chris is out here, but 
because of the lower scoring kind of momentum and tempo that we've seen in this series, he was looking toward the under. But I think we see Chris Paul kind of come alive and take advantage of more of those opportunities and start to knock him down more frequently. So I played over 17.5 with Chris Paul. Minus 136 was the number that was earlier today at Bet Rivers. Uh, if you did a little bit of searching, you could get it at about minus 120. That's what I got with CP over his points prop. Now let's go to the other side, though. Let's talk some Clippers, and let's go to Reggie Jackson, a guy who has been a very profitable player to back with his overs this postseason. We certainly did with over two-and-a-half, three-point field goals made, which finally got adjusted the last game to three-and-a-half, and we'll touch on that in just a second. But what about just his overall points scored prop? 19-and-a-half at Bad Rivers, over minus 118 for Jackson. The under is minus 108. Now, the series, Jackson is racking up 21.5 points per game, and he's gone over 19.5 in three out of four contests. Now, overall, this postseason, he's uh, been putting up 18 points per game, and eight out of 17 games this postseason, he's gone over along with the last five out of six games. You know Reggie Jackson, he's chucking up most of his shots from three. 54% of his attempts come from there, and he's making 41% of them. Aside from that, he's pretty even keel with his shot selection at the rim and from mid-range. He's making 55% from mid, 64% at the rim. Now, the Suns are a great defensive squad. We all know that. That's been consistent all year and in the postseason. The only thing that's been a little bit worse for them as, a, as compared to the regular season is the number of shot attempts from three have been higher, but that's nothing that you blame them for. That's just the competition they face. But that's why you're seeing a lot of attempts for Reggie Jackson from that area. Now, also something to consider, his home and road splits this postseason. At home, he's only averaging 16 points per game in nine games at home this postseason. On the road in eight games, he's averaging 20 points per game. So again, also like we were talking about earlier with Chris Miles, Paul George obviously needs help, and Reggie Jackson's been the other main culprit to help him out when it comes to scoring, and I don't think that's going to change. And if this number was at 20.5, I don't think it'd be something that I'd bet, but for the fact that it's at 19.5, and, and if we're assuming this is the last time we could maybe take advantage of Reggie Jackson, why not do it with the number at 19.5? And, and especially if he gets out to a hot start, that's where he typically tends to cruise. He keeps it consistent and constant throughout the game. Looking for the same thing tonight. So played Reggie Jackson over 19.5 points at minus 118. Now, as we said, kind of something I just, I just wanted to throw out there because, you know, we cashed a lot on his over 2.5 three-point field goals made, and that number's been adjusted these past two games up to 3.5. And, and now I'm kind of thinking the reverse, that it's a little bit of an over-adjustment. 3.5, the over plus 112, the under minus 143. Now, I didn't bet this because I didn't want to lay the price on something that could easily be lost in the first half because of how many of his shot attempts come from beyond the arc. But just wanted to say that, yeah, we've played the over a lot on it, but now that it got adjusted to 3.5, I do think the under would be the right play here. I mean, he's averaging three three-point field goals made on about nine attempts this series and just over three overall three-point field goals made this postseason. Now, he's gone over this mark of 3.5 in one out of four games this series and just five out of 17 this postseason. Again, we just talked about what he does from deep. That's where the majority of his shots are coming from. The Suns allowing a lot of attempts from there. But three and a half, it makes sense why the under is the favorite, minus 143. That's the only angle I would look for it. Didn't want to lay that high of a price, though, because all it takes is, what, him to get a few good looks to get you right there at three in the first half, potentially, and then one more in the second half. 
he gets you screwed. But I do think under three and a half would be the right play here when it comes to three-point field goals made for Reggie Jackson. So that's just the lean. But the ones that we are officially playing tonight, over 19 and a half points for Jackson. And then Chris Paul over 17 and a half at about minus 120. And like we mentioned last segment, that's Levski, 2-1 to one to win the Smythe Trophy. Instead of betting the Lightning and laying about minus 286 for them to win the series, look for some value with Vasilevsky to win the Smythe Trophy. All right, let's switch it up, folks. Paul Spores coming on next to end things out with some baseball. Stick around here on Rush Hour. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. You get daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts once again. Check them all out, betrivers.com. All righty, wrapping up a Monday edition of Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And it's a rainy day here in the Chicagoland area, and we had the White Sox game get postponed. So we'll move on for that. It was going to be a good-looking game potentially with the White Sox squaring away against the Twins, but still some Chicago baseball action to look forward to with the Cubbies tonight. And see how they can do against the Brewers. Should be a fun one. And let's talk to Paul Sporer, who does a fantastic job over at Fangraphs, getting you all the information and analysis you need when it comes to betting and just observing baseball overall. You can follow him on Twitter, at Spore, and again, catch him at Fangraphs. And, Paul, let's discuss this Milwaukee-Chicago game. You're getting Peralta against Hendricks. Now, Freddie Peralta has been a stud this season, and he's kind of getting overlooked in the sense because Milwaukee's rotation is just that deep. Now, you do see Milwaukee is the big favorite here, minus 150, Hendricks and company, plus 128, and short total at 7. Now, as good as Milwaukee's pitching is, their offense obviously has been pretty inept, so is it still worth to lay the minus 150? I really like Peralta. By the way, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I like Peralta. I love what he's doing, but I think you key in on why I'm still a little hesitant to jump in on them. It's because of that offense and the fact that Kyle Hendricks has really gotten back to himself. If you kind of, uh, even, I mean, you don't have to ignore it. It's still there. It exists. But if you kind of look at what he's done since that 754 ERA in April, he has a 253 ERA in his last 10 starts with the kind of skills that you would expect underneath. And I know ERA is not, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, uh, it's not perfect. It does, it's not without its flaws. But it gets to the gist of the idea of what we're seeing here from Hendricks is that he's back on track. And while I have been anti-Cubs uh, dating back to last year, just a little bit skeptical about this team and their overall pitching, Hendricks is one of the few guys that I actually trust with them. So, yeah, coming around, I, I would be reluctant to lay that big number there with Peralta. I'd probably either play the Cubs as the dog or maybe look at something with the number because I think we could see a pitching duel between these two. Now, Paul, you, you mentioned how you don't really have that much faith in the Cubs, per se. And, you know, the last time you were on, you and I were having this conversation where we talked about betting the NL Central, and I was right there with you. And right when you think that, then the Cubs get on a hot streak, right? Or at least it seems that way. And then they do what they just did this past weekend. They have a combined no-header, then lose the next three games against the Dodgers. When it comes to this Cubs team and betting on them or against them, do you think it just has to almost come in like clumps? Because when they're at home and they're at a team that's either, you know, even level or maybe a bit inferior, that's when you look to attack the Cubs. And then when they go on these road trips, do you maybe want to be hesitant when it comes to backing them? Yeah, I, I certainly think that's the way you look. Like you mentioned, their stark home road split. 
that really keys in on the offense that has those big splits as well. In fact, I just had an article up today that was highlighting some home road splits for teams, and the Cubs were one of those teams that really gets a lot worse on the road. They go from like a decent offense at home. They have a 323 Woba that's weighted on base average, which is about middle of the pack. It's 13th in the league. But then they drop to 25th on the road with just a 288 mark. So they're their hitting is a big reason why they struggle so much on the road. And then that pitching, I still see some volatility to it, particularly in the rotation, because those soft tossers, you know, they need a lot of contact to go their way because they live off of, of contact going into the gloves of their defenders. And when it doesn't, it can really snowball on them. I do buy a little bit more in the bullpen with Kimbrell and Tapera, two go-to guys that they have now. And, you know, last year they didn't have a single go-to guy except maybe Kimbrell toward the end of the year. But, yeah, the offense's struggles on the road and the overall starting pitching outside of Hendricks. And, and Davies to a degree. He's kind of a baby Hendricks. Uh, other than that, though, Arietta, Alzale I like in spurts, but he's still basically a rookie. And so I just worry about this Cubs team, and I'd be very reluctant to trust them too much. All right, speaking of teams that you could probably be worried about, if not already, the St. Louis Cardinals have been a real tough team to back, just on a huge slump right now, and maybe they'll catch a break. They're taking on the Diamondbacks, and St. Louis is a minus-175 favorite. This total at 8.5 with LeBlanc going against Faria. Can the Cardinals finally get on a nice little rhythm here, and will that start tonight, Paul? I mean, I, I, I want to be careful about just buying into this June swoon for the cards and, and hammering a team like the D-backs on the road. We know they're an aptitude on the road and how bad it's been. Only the Rockies are worse. And yet I come back to this game here and I'm like, this isn't really that much of a uh, – it's a pretty even matchup pitching-wise with Faria coming back to the majors, Wade LeBlanc, you know, he's a decent kind of fifth, sixth starter type. I don't know. I might actually go Diamondbacks here just for the big number. I'm just not sure. I, I understand inherently why the cards are still favored, but should they be that favored with Wade LeBlanc towing the slab? I'm not sure they should. I think I'd go the. Uh, I think I'd go the the underdog route here. You're right. It's ridiculous because of how much they struggled, and we know how bad Arizona's been. But lane minus 175, in which you alluded to, is pretty much a neck and neck pitching matchup. Seems like. An impossible thing to ask someone to do. So I, personally, I'm staying away, but I would also completely agree with you in the sense that if you're going to be betting it, probably best to just look to take the value with Arizona. Plus 148 is where you can get them tonight on the road against the Cardinals. And then how about this next matchup? This is going to be a fun one, Paul, with the Dodgers and the Giants. I mean, San Francisco has been hot this whole season, kind of surprising most people. And, you know, Trevor Bauer has been solid, but maybe not as much if you've been backing him. It seems like he's always got a tough matchup whenever he goes out there. And Discalfani taking the bump is going to be another one who's also been a solid pitcher. The Giants here are the dog plus 138, and the Dodgers coming off that nice series against the Cubs minus 167. Total open 7.5 up to 8. Now, I get why the Dodgers are the favorite, but maybe it has a little bit to do with people thinking they're catching momentum because they just took three out of four against the Cubs. But I think you also have to consider what we mentioned with the Cubs and their struggles on the road. So is this maybe another spot you look to the value with the Giants, or do you think it's worth laying it with the Dodgers? No, I, I'm, I'm with what you're saying. I'm maybe looking at the value of the dog. This is a dog I, I want to get in on. Obviously, as a first-place team, that feels good. I don't believe they're going to win the division, but I do think the Giants are going to stick around all year, be a legitimate wild-card contender, 
and and fight with the Padres for that positioning, uh, you know, to try to get home field. I do think those two teams are very well positioned. Maybe a team in the Central or East could sneak up there, too. I'm not discounting those. But those three teams in the West are huge right now. And if I can get the Giants at that big a number, Descofani, the issue, the only issue with him at this point, well, he had that one 10 earned run outing against these Dodgers and then uh, faced them again five days later. And he was okay. He didn't even finish five, though, but he only gave up two runs. But other than that, he's been lights out. Those 10 runs that he gave up in that one outing, that constitutes like uh, over a third, 37% of his earned runs this year. And, yeah, it's against the team that he's facing again tonight, but I don't see him putting up another 10 done here. I'm going to go with the Giants on this one. And, by the way, I want to loop around real quick to the Diamondbacks cards. I, too, would stay away, but if I was going anywhere, it would be the D-backs, just so we're clear there. I would not actively want to put my money on the D-backs. But the Giants, I would. I think they're a good dog to go for. They play well on the road. They can hang tough with the with the Dodgers. I think that's too big of a number. Give me the Giants for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that, we've seen this be the case with San Francisco many times where you're like, should they be this low as a dog? And maybe it's a good opportunity to take advantage. And I've had that conversation with myself and been like, you know what, maybe they start kind of regressing to the mean and what they should be. But they keep finding a way to win, especially with Discalfani out there tonight. Could be another good option. So, yeah, plus 138, the value you can get out on the West Coast with San Fran against Los Angeles. And then, Paul, before we let you go, i got to ask you about this game, and I'm kind of cracking up because of how big a favorite they are. The Astros minus 345 against the <laughs> Orioles plus 275. This total is at 9. And if you want to lay 2.5 with the Astros, then you're getting about minus 112. But is there any way you handicap this one? I mean, do you almost, if you're playing it, just take the huge value, or do you maybe gravitate more toward the total? How do you look to bet it, if anything? So for me, if I were going to go to the Orioles, it would have to be kind of a season-long thing where I regularly kind of take these certain teams over a particular number. I know certain handicappers in the past have said, like, anytime a team gets, you know, plus 250 or plus 275, I kind of take them blindly and, and add it up at the end of the year. But trying to pick the spot and maybe just a random Monday night play on the Orioles, I don't like that. So if it's more of a consistent thing where you're going to play the numbers regularly, okay, then you're following the Orioles and they're part of your uh, plus 250 or better. But otherwise, no shot. In fact, I like what you said there about, what did you say, minus two and a half on the Astros? Yeah. <laughs> I, think they could, I think they could steamroll here. If I'm going to go anywhere on this game, it's going to be that, um, I, I think, and, and lay some sort of money line to bring it, or uh, run line to bring it down a little bit there for the Astros. But I do think this offense is way too punishing and the Orioles are awful at pitching. So it, it'd be a massive, massive upset as the numbers suggest if the uh, Orioles were able to win this game. I know that's weird in a one game scenario in baseball, but that's just how overpowered they are, especially when you look at the two offenses. No doubt. And if you want to lay the standard run and a half minus 167 with Houston teen up to be a great spot for them, as you mentioned, Paul, tonight against the Orioles, whose pitching has just been abysmal. So uh, we'll see if the Astros can have a big performance tonight. And Paul, my man, I know you got those games to look forward to, so we'll let you get back to it. Thanks, as always, for making some time. I appreciate you having me on. Take care. You bet. That score is where you can follow him on Twitter. Catch his great work over at Fangraphs.com. Like he said, just put out an article earlier today about the big home and road splits. Cubbies being one of those teams that has a big difference when it comes to playing at Wrigley on the north side as opposed somewhere else like out on the west coast at Dodger Stadium. So be sure to check that out to get all your betting tips and needs when it comes to baseball. But speaking of betting, how about what the action we have tonight in the NBA? In case you missed it, a couple of plays with some props. Chris Paul over 17 and a half points, minus a buck 20. 
Tag that along with Reggie Jackson over 19 and a half points, minus 118. That's what we had in terms of the NBA tonight. In game, we just look to get a better number on the Suns. And then in hockey for Stanley Cup Finals, game one, baby. I'm doing Andre Vasilevsky, 2-1 to one to win the Conn Smythe Trophy instead of betting the Lightning to win the Cup. I think that's a better route with some better value. All righty, best of luck if you tail with any of our bets. We'll catch up again tomorrow from all of us here at Rush Hour. Take care. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.